You have entered the 13, a place where real stories about music, touring, and the beyond are told. Music does something to us. We all experience it in our own way. It can affect our senses, transport us through time, and release emotions. On this podcast, we will talk with people about the power of music and the beyond. What does the beyond mean? Let's find out together. Turn on your metronomes because this time is about to be tracked. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to The 13. I'm your host, Ryan 13. And on today's show, we have Marisa Love. She's a psychic medium. She's an author. She's a poet. She's a fucking musician. Uh, she's been in a band called The Slutty Hearts, which I just recently found out and am super fucking pumped about. This is fun. It's just so much fun to find out a person I was going to have on the show that I didn't know was a musician is a musician. Marisa, welcome to the show and thank you for coming on. How are you doing? I am super good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for our conversation. I feel like it's going to go all over the fucking place and this is going to be great. It will go all over the place. I'm totally good with this. I had uh, the guy from Goat and Your Mom on last night. He was on Tosh.0, if anyone's ever seen that. If you haven't seen that, go just type in Goat and Your Mom and watch this thing that happens. And we went fucking everywhere. And uh, that's probably what's going to happen today. So nice. uh, one, of my, one of my questions I want to ask right off the bat is what made you um, go from music to or go from the West coast, I guess, to the East coast. What was the driving factor there? Oh, okay. Good question. How to condense. I was really, so I, I grew up in Carmel Valley, California, um, which is like central California. And it's, you know, Carmel Valley is much like where I live now, which is in the Catskills in a tiny, tiny town. Like it looks yeah. the same. It's wild. But growing up there, you get to be a teenager and you're like, I hate this. <laughs> this is boring and there's nothing to do. Right. And so I moved to Portland when I was 17. Okay. And my intention when I moved to Portland was to start a band. But what I told my parents was to go to college because that right. was the only way they were going to allow me to move away. So, so young. And I did, I did go to college for a bit. And then after a while I was like, it's not for me. I'm wasting your money. I don't want to do it. And I never told anyone about my band, my band dreams at all um and then eventually they happened in 2007 which is also the year I married my husband so 2007 was like I worked at a pizza shop called hot lips pizza nice. I met my bandmate I met my husband got married started band boom um and I did the band life for like 14 years which just thinking about that it makes me feel ridiculously old and I know <laughs> I'm not old but like what the fuck is happening um and after, you know, and I, I loved it. And I'm so glad that I had that piece of history in my life. And it, it was a dream come true, like yeah. completely. Um, but then at a certain point, I want to say around year 10, maybe, I felt like the past version of myself that was super nature-y and grew up in the country playing in the river and collecting frogs was like, I need to come back. And I was so busy yeah. with bartending and band life and all that shit. I was like, Oh God, what a conundrum. I have like two versions of me battling. Um, and in 2019, my husband took a job truck driving on the road, which I was kind of upset about. 
because uh, he was going to be gone for like my birthday and our anniversary and all this stuff. And he said, right. when I come back, I'll have, you know, X amount of money. And then we can go and find a house in the country, a little bit in the country, a little bit in the forest, a little bit in the mountains, and we can have our dreams. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And so 2020 came and he left and his job was cut short by the whole COVID thing that happened. Oh, yeah. So we came back early, sons, all the money, but we still had it in our minds. Like our time has expired in Portland. It was just a knowing. Um, and then through a, a long, weird and magical series of events, we ended up with this house in the Catskills in New York, which is somewhere I never thought I would end up. I said, no, New York, no, Florida, no, California. Right. And then. <laughs> This just happens to be where the house was. And the house is a little bit country, a little bit mountains, and a little bit forest. And I I was like, I have to tell my bandmates. And they had known for years that this was something I really was wanting and that it was kind of inevitable. But I think they, and maybe me a little bit also to some extent, were in denial about it because we had been such a long-running band. You know, we were kind of like share the cockroaches and slutty hearts are going to remain after the world fucking burns to the ground. Right. Right. Um, But when we got this opportunity for the house, I knew it was go time. And like, you know, we put out one last album that we recorded in our practice space before the practice space burned down, which I mentioned to you. Right. Um, And as soon as that was out, I was like, I felt, I felt like that chapter had ended and I had the freedom to go move to the country you know, kind of return to my roots, so to speak, which I kind of hate that term, but that's really what happened. And I was like, I need to focus on the psychic and the woo -woo aspect of myself full throttle, no more having feet on two sides of, of the line, you know, because I was just trying to do both. And I was having a really hard time blending them both together. And I knew I had to fully commit to the next set of my own journey. And then later on, perhaps they can blend together again. So that's how I'm here, dude. Okay. So like I've got, I'm, I'm in that, I'm in that place uh, myself. Like I'm, I'm learning and meeting all of these awesome people. I've been a metalhead my entire life. And then all of a sudden Brandon, who I've known forever, uh, introduces me to you, uh, Heather, a lot of other people. And like, I'm like, and I'm receiving information, you know, like I'm letting it come in. I'm being open to this stuff. And I'm like, wait, hold, hold the fuck, hold the fucking phone. Motherfucker. What is this? And I'm seeing stuff. And I was on the phone with Brandon and Heather the other day. And Brandon was like, oh, try it. He was like, Oh, Heather Ryan's in that. Oh, of course, period. <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah, I am. I was like, oh, Holy shit. This is happening. This is what's going on and like i swear to god everybody who's listening uh, who doesn't know what i'm talking about there's some type of awakening that's happening inside me that's very strange um but i'm cool with it because i'm letting it i'm just letting it happen whatever it is and i swear i'm not being brainwashed or maybe i am i don't know let's start a cult i think brandon might be uh i'm joking brandon you're not starting a cult so anyway like yeah there's a thing that's going on i don't know if it's just me being aware of this stuff now or or whatever but for some reason i am noticing these little ah of course moments and these like like the like you and me were talking before we hit record and you said something about using black and red in a script or or whatever which 
goes with my shoes and i'm like fucking of course <laughs> like and you know when me and heather talked the other day she said something and i was like <gasps> it was like it's like every day my mind is either being blown or maybe not blown per se but like i'm just like fuck yeah okay like i'm i'm i don't know i like i don't know how to i don't know what to do with this information yet like i haven't i haven't uh, like the matrix hasn't opened itself up to me <laughs> or whatever this place is like i'm I'm very new. I feel fresh at, at 40. I'm like, okay, there is something here. I was raised as a Christian uh, when I was a kid. I, I wouldn't put that. I, I'm just, I, I think that part is in me somehow uh, and will be for all of time because that's how I was raised. But that also fucking made me run away from it screaming at 15, like, fuck this shit. You know, and it was like out. But, uh, but the, the new, whatever whatever this is i don't know i just don't know i'm just having a good time what do you know about it tell me what do you think i, I am i even saying anything that makes any sense yeah no i'm i'm loving everything that you're saying um i feel like this actually goes along with the 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 prose reading that i wrote for you that is black and red pretty perfectly but when you're talking about the of the of course energy whenever i have that happen i see like a movie screen you know like where the credits are rolling and the credits come down and it just says of course in capital yeah. letters that's like what happens in my mind in those moments I'm like Dude, yep here we are that's what's happening right now i mean like of course and and like i i don't know it's it's amazing and when brandon first told me about it I was like, whatever, dude. I mean, I didn't say that, but I thought it in my head. I was like, whatever. Okay, cool. Brandon's cool. I like Brandon. He's my buddy. We've been friends for 20 years. And then all of a sudden it happened. And I was like, of course, <laughs> of course, this uh, is happening. Of course. of course, I'm meeting this person. Of course, this person is doing something in text uh, with the color, my fake, my fucking favorite colors besides uh, green, obviously, if you can't tell. Nice. Yes. Loving the lighting. There's somebody called right. Blue Blue Green Soul, and I don't know who that is, but I keep seeing them on my um, Instagram feed. And when you oh, said nice lighting earlier, I was like, oh, yeah, Blue Green Soul. This is nice. But I, I don't know who that I can't remember who that person is. And I guess I should reach out to them. I think so. Yeah. I mean, speaking of the, the of course energy, I feel like that directly ties into the fucking Empire Records, like synchronicity that we had today that really honestly just made my whole day. And it's hilarious that a movie from the nineties can make my whole day. But I feel like you can understand this because we were both rocking the shit out of this album before we met up on here. <laughs> yeah. Today. Okay, guys. So everybody, we're me and her, were talking uh, in Instagram and just having a, a good old time. And she said, I'm wearing an empire record shirt. And I was like, fucking check this vinyl out. <laughs> and I was listening to it and we were just talking about it. And it's, and it's funny because uh, one of the actors in it or actresses in it, went to my high school and uh it's just everything of course of course yeah yeah and when I put the shirt on this morning I was like odd choice for today I'm not really feeling these colors and I'm like a very color oriented person and like my husband will back this up if I go out into the day and I'm wearing the wrong colors it has the possibility to derail my whole day like I will be out and about and just be like I'm wearing the wrong colors I am not in a good space oh my god but in my mind, I was like, wouldn't that be great if Ryan and I were chatting and I happened to mention to him Empire Records and how Renee Zellweger's Gina, I think is her name, the character yeah, yeah, name, yeah, yeah. Um, how she 
you know, when she ends up on the stage and she sings, even though she's afraid, that was like one of the big inspirations for me to become a singer of the band. And I had that, that whole, that whole thing happened in my mind. And then like a couple hours later, turns out you have the vinyl and you're putting it on and we both discover we're obsessed with Empire Records. And I, I tell him about that inspiration. And I was like, of course, energy right it's now. Rex. It's Rex Manning day. Rex Manning day <laughs> which I think is in April, right? I think Are it is, sure? but it's today yeah. now. We've changed it, or at least for us. <laughs> the dude, uh, that fucking, I'll never forget watching that show. And like, what was, oh my God, the guy, oh my God. I think he was in, um, oh Lord, what is the name of that movie? Um, the one where everyone's smoking weed. Jesus, from the same time, 1993 era. Oh, that narrows the, it down. Yeah, I know. He's got the long hair. He's wearing the cap. And he's like, are you cool, dude? You cool, man? Um, half baked? Not yeah. half baked. Before that. Dazed and confused. Woo! Dazed and confused. So the Clearly, guy from Dave, I need to smoke some more weed. Ah, fuck. I haven't smoked weed in seven years. I wish I could, dude. It's a fucking plant. I, I mean, I could, but my if I happen to get drug test, my job, the great state of Texas, surrounded by states that have legal marijuana is refusing but it should be allowed is the thing it's just it's the a, principle of the point you know like i don't smoke weed either but it's the principle of the matter it's a fucking plant right yeah it's a fucking plant that's the big that's the biggest deal and that's the thing i think me and uh, some of my friends have with this like friends who also don't smoke weed don't even care for it but like one of their biggest deals is like dude i mean if you throw a seed over there it will grow on its own it will be a thing. It's just a, it's just a deal. And all these other drugs that people are upset about are, um, you know, that they're manufactured, even alcohol, like it's a manufactured man-made thing. We've done this thing to fuck you up. This thing grows up, grows over here and is medicinal and can put you at peace and do whatever, like, and work for what, what fucking reason do we hate it so much? And I'll go into this even more. Yeah. Doubling because down. We're living now. in a, in upside down land we live in the fucking upside down land it makes no sense that we've made a plant illegal if it grew on itself or by itself it would just be there it would just do its thing but we're like you know what fuck that thing fuck that plant it's, it's why yeah that's and, bad have these synthetic drugs though with like a thousand side effects yeah here take these pills take these pills it's, and it's wow it's what a bummer really we're being well, bummers that's okay. That's, I mean, we'll, we'll trust me. We'll turn this thing around, but like <laughs> it is, it is really interesting that the people in control are pushing this, like this narrative where everything needs to be green. We need to go green. We need to do this, which is fine. I mean, that's fuck. Yeah. Dude, I'm all about it. We all I'm agree. All, yeah. We all agree. That's awesome. But then they're not really doing it. <laughs> you know, like, Opposite. It it doesn't seem like it. Well, like here in Texas, it was 108 degrees yesterday. It was either yesterday or the day before. And tomorrow it's going to be 110. And uh, down down here in south, uh, southeast, I guess it's east Texas, you know, on the Gulf Coast, that normally doesn't happen. It normally gets to be like 102, 103, maybe, but for like a day or two, we've had um, a hunt, uh, 200, 200, 27 days or something of consecutive hundred degree temperatures and and it's i mean it's bad and i remember it happening when i was a kid too but like the there's a thing that happens in texas where we uh the wind stops in june and doesn't come back till about october 
like it just it just i mean it blows if you get a hurricane then you get wind but besides that it's fucking dead somebody mm, decided to make, yeah so somebody decided to make texas the biggest state with the most wind farms well guess what's going on right now nothing like they're not turning and they're not turning because there's no wind uh now at now during the rest of the year it's everything's fine but like every, we keep getting these uh power company things that say like uh you know please conserve your power it's getting really hot and yes we're trying to do that and that's great and all but i'm like y'all shut down a whole bunch of stuff that would be giving us power right now to go on this wind thing knowing full force that the wind literally stops for like five months <laughs> i mean it, it just stops it's mm -hmm. fucking crazy i don't know yeah, I'm going yeah. On rant. there's just so much control happening right now like I mean, you know, and like I have a Prius. It's not running right now because Priuses are really hard. Pri, I'm not really sure how to Pri say that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, are really hard to Priya, yes, to fix up. Um, but we live in the sticks, so there's nowhere yeah. to take it because you have to take it to right. a Toyota dealership, which is like an hour and a half away. So my husband has been like refurbishing the batteries and doing all this mad scientist shit oh, with cool. the Prius. Um, so I'm not against like you know. Uh, pseudo electric cars no, me neither. push i'm, I'm all about everyone it. go electric car makes me feel big red flags no 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 because then they're in complete control we're at the mercy of the grid right yep. oh yeah and like i am in no way anti-gas and no way anti like all of that stuff that they're saying is bad and ruining the world like i call 100 bullshit on that right like there's no fucking way i would like to be reliant on electricity and if you take my right. gas stove, even though it does freak me out, I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> like I will, we will have a problem if you try to take that from me I again, based on principle, like yeah. this gives me the ability to have freedom in a sense. And if you take that away, like I will cut you. It's going to be a problem. <laughs> oh, and I normally have a knife here. I was going to like, yeah, <laughs> uh, no, I agree. Like the, uh, if the, yeah i forgot about the stove thing i forgot they're like they're coming after appliances next mm -hmm. something something and i don't care what side of the aisle you're on i don't think i'm on either side i think i'm just a person trying to live my life but like there is something weird going on like they're okay no more ceiling fans like are you fucking serious i need this thing right now <laughs> it's 100 degrees out plus 103 degrees right now it says on the computer uh, i need that because my ac can't keep up it's ridiculous and they're like oh yeah no more stoves no more uh water hot water heaters and no more uh ceiling fans was the one i saw the other day again i don't know how much of this stuff is real oh. people are just pumping stuff through right. so you're just like oh i read that Possibly. which is a, which is another thing like when 2020 man, we're so far off track. I, you are, you, we are just going for it. We're just going for it. I love it. So I love it. Thank you for saying we're going to just like, go we're all be over about the Legos place. In like a minute. I can't yeah. wait to talk about Legos. So like, but like the, um, during 2020, like I let the, uh, the news really fuck me up, you know, cause it was, it's all you heard was like, we're all going to die. You know, and here, everyone's getting the plague. You're all going to die. And then everybody in my family who died during that period of time died from the plague. Um, doesn't matter that my grandma was 99 years old and had congestive heart failure. She died. The plague. There was this like this long right. list of things. And I started kind of 
like I, like the play is real absolutely i've had it a couple i've had it a few times but like there's just something something wasn't right and didn't stick with me and me talking about it it's probably going to make google cut this episode short so i might might right. edit this one but like for some reason there was something that just didn't sit right with me with this and i started noticing over over time that our news media our social media and everything was just pushing what whatever social media you followed whatever news media you wanted it was just like here this is the thing it didn't matter if you were watching cnn fox news or whatever like it, they all had their own thing and they pushed this awful narrative and it made me so anxious and so fucking nervous. Like, I don't think I've ever really recovered from it. I'm still anxious and nervous, not about this subject, but like I, I became super, um, I don't know, anxious. I don't know. It was weird. It was, a, it was the strangest thing. I was pacing around this house walking in circles and my wife was like what is wrong with you i'm like do you don't understand we're gonna die there's no how do we save ourselves from this thing and she's like it's gonna be fine like, no it's not have you seen the news it is always the fucking news dude fuck fuck the news anyway let's talk about legos yeah yeah 100 percent legos well one thing i'm gonna can i just talk on that for, yeah, for a I, second absolutely <laughs> i feel like there was a lot that happened in 2020. Like that year was just a shit house, right? Was, no matter yeah, what quote side you were on. Sure. And like, I don't really believe in sides because I think that, that just puts yeah. people in boxes that they don't deserve to be in. Absolutely. Um, even if they put themselves there of their own volition, which there was a lot of that happening as well. Um, but especially, like, especially, I was going to say specifically, and then especially living in Portland, Oregon, oh, there was yeah. just, it just became a political fucking nightmare there and for me never participating in politics my entire life like I remember being oh not even eight like maybe six years old or something and we didn't have tv a lot growing up like we got it for the olympics yeah um, and then the tv would go away and that's it but I remember seeing some kind of like presidential debates or something going on and my mom and dad were kind of getting a little bit bickery about whatever was happening. And I just was watching it. And I remember this moment sitting by this like stop stopped sign shaped window that actually weirdly, I found this in the window in this room that I'm in right now. And I was like, stop sign shaped weird. Yeah. Um, I I was sitting there on the couch and I said, it's all make-believe though, all of it. Like, it's all a lie. And they kind of, I forget what they said exactly, but it was like, oh, you just don't understand, you know, because you're a kid. And like, this is very important stuff. And in that moment, I was like, oh, adults believe all the lies. I see. Okay. So for my whole life, I just didn't, I didn't play the political game, the news game, the the anything game. Uh, But in 2020, I felt like it was really important for me to actually not participate, but to inform myself about what really was going on because there was so much every day it was something new. Right. And especially in Portland, like the climate was just so heated and like, Whoa, it was just like bonkers. And the news was portraying a Portland that wasn't real, but then what we were experiencing was like equally fucked up just in a different way. Sure. Yeah. So I had all these people like 
concerned about me based on the news. And I would be like, right. that's not really happening. But like, this is what is happening. But then they wouldn't believe what I told them I was actually experiencing because it wasn't what was on the news. And I was like, right. oh my God, this is so wild. So for like a, you know, a year and a half there, I did pay attention to news, but I had to seek out news outlets that I felt were aligned with, you know, searching for truth and yeah, allowing look actually yeah actually like looking allowing you to be able to talk about it that's and that's the hardest that's the hardest thing to find and then when you find one then they get bought up by somebody and then now they're they've changed i mean it's yeah some crazy stuff going on with that and i love your point about like you living in the city and being able to say like dude that's like that that happened on a block like over there the rest mm-hmm. of the city's fine <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's happened in houston when when the riot the george 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 floyd george floyd tried to put it all into one word the george floyd riots happened which I, I i get it but they happened all over all over these different crazy cities and like it came to houston and it did happen there was a protest and there was some riots and some crazy stuff but it happened in like this small pocket and then the news, you know, Fox News or whatever, or CNN or whoever it was, comes in and is like, look at Houston's under attack. You know, this bad thing is happening. Like, no, it's not. I, I went to one political protest. I was involved in one political protest. It was a long, long time ago. And I was walking around like, I was just there to see it. You know, I was like, where's the bar? You know, where are we going to go? Where are we going to go after this? And I was like, oh, yeah. dude. Is there a tiki bar around here? Yeah, I was like. Oh, dude, that dude is racist as shit. I don't. That dude has a lot of hate in his heart. I was like, I think we're in the wrong place. <laughs> like, we were. They were peacefully protesting. And I was just kind of like, I just jumped in. I was like walking around with my friends, like, oh yeah, I'm not supposed to be here. This is not my vibe. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't know why we can't all just be friends. And we all want the same fucking thing. We all want to live comfortably. We all want to be able to like love our neighbors, uh, treat each other great. I believe so. I know there's some people that might not, but like for the most part, I think we all just want the exact same thing, no matter who you are, no matter race, creed, color, whatever you want, whatever it is, we all want to be happy. We all want to love each other. We all want to laugh. We all want to have a good time. And we want to just like take this experience on this earth and just, I mean, make the best that we can. But then, so why, why is all of this happening? Like, is it, yeah. is it even yeah. happening? I don't even know. I mean, like, you know, it's, it's funny because I made a post about this and I, I rarely touch anything that's considered political sure, yeah, online. Yeah. Probably good. Yeah. But I did make a post at one point and it, it basically said what you just said. Like, we all want the same things at the end of the day to be loved, to have the right to an opportunity to be ourselves, um, protection for our loved ones, food, water, shelter, you know, like basic things. You boil everything down. We are all the same beings having the same experience, just in different areas with different situations. And I said something about, you know, freedom of speech being like very important. And I got so much hate. Like I was called oh, proud boy, you know, oh, racist, white supremacist. My heart was full of hate. And I was oh like, my oh my God, it was the most Mr. Rogers post of all time, you know? And the fact that I just mentioned censorship 
and freedom of speech being like important, it was just like, I was immediately on this like shit list. Yeah. And in that moment I was like, Oh, we have a serious problem. <laughs> yeah. This <But> bad. <laughs> what, what year was that? Do you remember? It was 2020, like yeah. maybe, maybe around August, probably. Yeah. Uh, that sounds about right. I, I did something similar where, I did some day drinking, uh, <laughs> which is never necessarily necessarily a good thing. But I was sitting out in the backyard, sitting in the sitting in the grass, and I was just scrolling through social media. And, and at the time, this was before 2020. This was 2018, 2019, uh, 2018, whatever. I'm scrolling, and everyone's like anti-gun. Well, I live in Texas. I own a fuckload of guns, um, but like not because I want to kill people with them. I just like guns. I don't know. I'm just a dude boys like cars boys like guns boys like things so and everyone was like anti-gun this that and i just literally said i was like you guys are going after i said something political and the political thing that the time was um i think like um, assault weapons or whatever and i said something i was like dude it's a rifle uh that looks like a military gun and that's all i said i was just trying to be as i mean just say my like, dude it's literally i mean like okay you got one that doesn't look like that but it does the exact same thing this one just happens to look like a military uh gun and fuck i was like okay cool i'm not talking about political politics at all for the rest of my life I'm not gonna talk anything that's touchy i'm done i was just trying to speak my truth and i, I mean i got one of them guns right whatever they just they're just uh guns i don't know but again in the wrong hands they're bad we can go down that route we're not going to uh I right blah, think, blah, I blah. although i feel like the, st the statistics say that more guns save people than kill people i think you're right so, i think i mean and if yeah, it, like there's that texas went into the uh constitutional carry where you no longer have to have a license to carry anymore uh you just you can conceal it you can wear it on your hip if you want to there's no cowboys like out here yeah, there's no cowboys out here walking around with a gun on their hip. There are a few. There's a few douchebags that are like, oh, yeah. but like, I, I promise you, I would not let you know that I had a weapon on me. You know, like if I'm walking around and I have one, you're not going to see it. If, if you're going to try to, I've been robbed in downtown Houston before at gunpoint and I didn't have anything on me okay. and I was fucking super, super scared for my life. Luckily, the dude just, I, I mean, it could have been a BB gun, but like, luckily the dude just wanted our money. And that was back when people actually carried money. I don't carry money at all anymore. Here you go. Right. I have my credit I card. Where are you gonna my wallet today and I was like, oh, where did that come from? That's wild. <laughs> all right. So I've taken us, I've taken us down some strange roads. I want to get back to you. I apologize oh, for taking you. us down some fucking bad. crazy, crazy stuff. So, okay. Uh, you and I talked before this and you were talking about uh, something you thought about maybe writing for me and let's go down that let's go down that subject if you'd like to sure yeah I totally forgot that that was a thing we um, don't have to do it if you don't want to oh no we're doing it because okay. it it ended up being okay so one of the things that I do so I do like psychic readings mediumship animal communication um I do, you know, courses. I don't like to call them courses because it just sounds like I'm the boss and you will do this homework. So I call them play shops or explorations. Sure. It's just oh, sounds so much it. more fun. Yeah. Um, like I try to think about how 
as a kid, you would want something to be presented to you to make it sound fun. And I apply that to adults because as adults, we're still children. We're just in disguise. Right. Yeah, right. Um, like, I feel like adult is it's like if there's any kids in the room, like get them out right now because I'm about to say something that's no bueno. But I feel like adult is like akin to Santa or Tooth Fairy or Easter Bunny. Like, it's totally not fucking real. Right. I love that. <laughs> So, I, I, always, I always say don't grow up it's a trap it's a twap yeah, yeah. it's a twap <laughs> it's a twap absolutely yeah um so one of, one of the favorite types of readings that I do is it's kind of like I connect with the person's soul but then also allow room for their guides to come in or their ancestors or really anything it's just like an open channel of words meant for that person to hear at this time. And so sometimes it comes out as poetry or prose or stories or even songs sometimes, which I'm I'm working on. I feel like I need to get better at my instruments to do psychic songs for people. I have oh, done sure. a couple, but every time I sit down, I'm like, dang, I really like depended on my bandmates so hard all those years to do the instrumentation. And I could just sing that I did myself a bit of a disservice in the fact that I feel like I'm pretty mediocre at all the instruments at this point. So I'm, I'm working on that. Um, but I, I understand I'm the same boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right on. You get it. Um, so yours, it took me about 12 minutes. Okay. And it's in black and red, which is definitely hard to read, but I lightened it up a little bit on my phone so I could do it. Okay. And it came through. It, yours is a lot different. They're, they're all different because everyone's different. But yours, I'm just going to say it. It's very Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> I was like, how long is this going to go on for? This is supposed to be like a short one. And I feel like I could write a whole Lord of the Rings fucking saga right now. But like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my um, God. That's so awesome. it's very D&D. And it, well... Maybe I'll say something after this and see what you have to say about it. But okay. there's a lot that can be unpacked in here. I read it back and was just like, oh, my God, I just want to go down the rabbit hole on this one so bad. I love this. I, you're already like hitting notes. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. You ready? Yes. Okay. So it's called The Calling Song. I love it. He stands on the edge of a cliff as the sun goes down, while crescent moon battles for the spotlight. He knows the balance of light and dark, for he has tasted both in their unique splendor. His goblet of understanding is much more full than he thinks, as the statues in his mind come to life at dusk to remind him. Sometimes always, Jesus and Mary Chain reference song, yep plays in a far-off jukebox that only he and the crow can hear. Oh, my God. The darkness comes at last, and his breath flows with ease. Knowing the truth beyond the shadows keeps his candle heart ablaze, even in moments when feelings of uncertainty awaken within him. The call of the stallion is his battle cry, where gentleness meets strength. And full mountains can be moved simply by thought, revealing his domain underneath the illusion of immobility. From the cliff to the cavern, the unseen world fosters his ability to travel between spaces with ease, 
silent partners in his journey back to the ruby he has drawn power from for eons. Deep down in the cavern, the loyal crow awaits, eager to hear the words entering through the shifting walls of the underworld that spin music out of mist, where only remnants of past waterfalls can bring forth the lore of the calling song. When the tides up above begin to turn, he will rise up again, returning to the cliff, among others whom this music has reached. He knows the horizon will eventually look different, but even as the world burns, there will always be joy in, this, in the discovery of a new day. And then oh, sometimes what happens at the end of these, right? I'm like shaking, I have chills, I almost cried, it's fine. Um, sometimes it. at the end of these, <laughs> there's like a little gem that comes in. Like, you know, those little shower messages I share on Instagram? Yeah. So it's kind of like that. So the gem that came for you at the end says, there is no mess when one knows how to create. Holy shit. And I, I thought know. that was pretty cool. I think that's, dude, I think the whole thing was pretty cool. Like I'm probably actually kind of really mind blown that like that is something that came to you that you felt like you would, you could give to me and thank you. I appreciate it so much. That's just like fantastic. Like, I I feel like I can't wait to watch this back and get to the pieces I missed because like I was like so entranced. Like one thing would happen and be like, <gasps> and then I would focus on that, and you you were still talking. I was like, oh wait, what did I miss here? And I try to jump back into it. And like, that was so cool, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, so much going on. I'll I'll send it to you. Thank you. Um, and then I have a, a photo. Like what I do when I do it uh, remotely for people is I, I write it up you know, on like watercolor paper paper, and I color it and whatever, and I send it snail mail. But then yeah. I also send it PDF with an image that I find online cool. that's either public domain or I create it with AI, which I'm still feeling kind of weird about. Yeah. Um, but I found the image for you like immediately, public domain, I think, image. And it had the black stallion and the crow. And I was no like, way. oh shit. Yeah, so I'll send that your way as well. I have, I have Brandon Lee sitting right here staring at me. Oh, nice. Know, like, like from The Crow. Like, it's uh, my favorite movie of all time has been. Of all always, time. Wow. Of all time. I mean, it's like my favorite movie. It and um, I think Interview with the Vampire came out around the same time. I, I love Interview with the Vampire. I still think it's a super cool movie, even though it's not exactly like the book. But like, and, and the same with The Crow. Like, it's not exactly like the graphic novel, but fuck anyway uh i could go down that rabbit hole for a while yeah. but dude thank you that's a fucking it is a amazing thing. and it makes me you're so weird. welcome it makes me feel or it made me feel like i don't know like you understood me which is strange because you and i have only ever really talked through uh the you know the phone or whatever maybe a couple of maybe we yeah. have a couple of podcasts yeah. so where when did you start realizing that you had this like this thing where you could kind of read people and understand them you phrased that really interestingly um i've always had that ability since i was little okay um and sometimes it's problematic clearly sure. Like we all have different sensitivities and different sensitivity levels, right? right. Um, and 
at a certain point, like in my twenties, I was like, I'm not doing this sensitive shit right now and all the magic woo woo. Like I am going to be a rock star and that's it. And like the end and like, I will go down that road later on when I'm done being a rock star. And then after a while of, you know, trying to follow my rock star dreams, I was like, oh my God, I'm pretty sure the world of celebrities is complete poison. And like, I don't want that. And also I'm far too sensitive to that. I would be eaten alive. I would be like Lindsay Lohan and it would just be a complete disaster. And like, oh my gosh. And I was like, oh, must go back to the psychic stuff. Okay. And as I, I, I wrote a lot of the songs for our band. Um, the guitar player, Marty Smith, would write a lot as well. And sometimes we would co- co-write. But at a point, I noticed that some of the songs I was writing were not coming from my brain. They were just coming as a channel. Okay. And I would be like, what is this song about? And where did it come from? Like, it's so interesting. It just feels like a story that wanted to be told. And I feel like this is not unique to me at all. Like a lot of musicians and poets and, and authors of, you know, say even Lord of the Rings stories yeah. have experienced this, whether or not they acknowledge that that is what, what's happening. We could even go with Star Wars or Star Trek. I feel like those are kind of pieces of, of truths that have trickled down and become like fiction quote stories. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it wasn't until I stopped the band in 2020 because of the plague. Um, I guess it is the plague, uh, you know, the whole lockdown thing. I was like, what a gift for me. Cause all I wanted to do was lock down and do my own shit and like focus and stop having to go to work and and all that nonsense. Um, so I, I'm really, you know, there was a lot of sadness, obviously, and strife, darkness and fuckery that was happening and still is. Dude, fuckery. Um, oh my God. Fuckery. So, yeah. Literally, literally, I'm only interrupting just this one second, but like a, a coworker said this, and I was in a big meeting with some whatever, some people at the company and closed door meeting. And this one coworker said, Okay, so this is the fuckery that's happening. And I was like, I thought I was the only one who used that term. And like the <laughs> the the manager, the like the, the big dog in the room was like, wait, hold on. Did you say fuckery? And he was like, Yeah, fuckery. <laughs> anyway, it was a big anyways, cool. So thank you for using this. This is like a sitcom, Seinfeld. Yes, fuckery. <laughs> yeah, top five favorite words, definitely. It's just so applicable, like these days. It's just ridiculous, you know. Ah, um, what was I talking about? I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Totally. So <laughs> quote lockdown. No, you're good. Yeah. Um, so I started going out on the porch in Portland under this big, beautiful tree that was right outside our, our front door on these stone steps that we had right off of Southeast Belmont. If anyone out there is familiar with Portland. Um, and it was across the street from the bar where I, I was working and I would look at the bar every morning and be so freaking glad I didn't have to go to work. Yeah. And I was like, this is amazing. So I would go out before the sun and I would just ask for a poetry message to come. And I had a squirrel friend, Sullivan, not Sullivan and not Gulliver, Sullivan. Sullivan. Uh, yeah, not Sullivan, not Gulliver. It was just, it was like, that's your name? That's hard to remember. Um, and the squirrel would meet me every morning out there. And that's really why I started going out there because this squirrel, I'm gonna try to make this short, the squirrel was stuck on the median on Belmont where there was always a lot of accidents. Like it was some kind of freaky woo woo vortex and everyone knew it. 
And I saw the squirrel and I was like, oh my God, you have got to get all the way across the road and no one's going to stop for you. And you are like in peril. So I enlisted the help of a friend who had actually helped me bury a dead squirrel in the same spot a few months ago. He helped me go scoop it up and we took it to the cemetery and we dumped it in the cemetery. So I was like, Levi, there's a squirrel in need and it can't end up like that other one. Are you helping? And he was like, yeah, I'll help. And so we got the squirrel off, off the road and the squirrel and I had a moment and I was like, meet me at the tree over there tomorrow at 3 PM. Um, you know, if you want to have a friendship and I shit yeah. you not the next day at 3 PM, the squirrel was waiting in that freaking tree for me outside our front door. And I was like, Oh my God. And so then I started making the time earlier and earlier and earlier as like my body acclimated to the non bartender life. Right. Because right. before I had oh. been sleeping till noon. Uh, I know. I, yeah. I worked, me and my wife worked at bars when I wasn't touring. That's what uh, she was always a bartender. And then I was a you know bar back when I wasn't on the road. So I totally get it. Yeah. 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 It's brutal, man. Um, so eventually I was getting up at like six and the squirrel would meet me and I would bring some treats after a while, after I was sure the friendship was real and it wasn't based on treats, then I, yeah. I would bring some nuts. <laughs> um, and I started just getting a poem a day and they were not from my mind. They were not from anything that I could discern immediately as pieces or fragments of my logical thought. They were just coming in as guiding messages for me as I moved through kind of like this transition that I was going through where I was exiting the the bartending life and the music life. And I was like searching for my country home. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I'm going to do these every single day for, for a year and okay. just see what happens. And I did. Um, also interesting is that I started doing that on my grandmother's birthday and she's in the spirit world, but the first day was her birthday. And wow. it was then that I realized You know, a lot of the writings I had done for music were kind of the same type of channel. Okay. And I just hadn't realized it. But the more I moved away from focusing on writing music for my very specifically like niche band, you know, like, like we weren't going to be country or folk. It was like murder pop. And while we had lots (laughs) of different albums and they all had different flavors to them, we had our kind of thing, right? And we had to kind of stick to it or we felt like we did. And now I just had this freedom to just write whatever the fuck was coming and out came like, you know, like weird death ballads that were not for my band and then children's poems. And then like, it just, all of these things like messages from the trees and la la la. And I was like, Oh my God, I feel like I, all these years that I've been doing the band stuff, I have been stopping up my channel that was over here to receive written messages from all this other stuff, because I was so focused on tweaking it to work for my, my band in this box. Um, and that's how I, I started doing these, these poetry prose stories readings. I was like, shit, I could do this for myself. Why couldn't I do it for other people? And then once I started, I felt like, you know, when you have that moment where something just resonates in your whole being and your whole body and every single piece of you that you could claim as yourself, you're like, this makes sense. I was like, yeah, this makes sense. And just to see how people were receiving the poems, um, kind of like you said, like you feel seen. And I feel like that is the best gift that you can give someone is the feeling of being seen. Um, Yeah. So that's my long answer to whatever the fuck your question was. (laughs) 
I love that. No, dude, I love the whole thing. This is why this this is why this episode's my favorite so far out of all <laughs> forty of them. This has been this is so far fantastic. Like Legos, right? We're talking about Legos. Okay, hey, we're gonna get cool. to Legos at some point. No, like this is this is so fantastic, and I love that. I love your answer to that because one of the things that I've been noted it's the yeah of course thing. It's the like. Mm-hmm holy shit and like you know feeling stuff like when i was a kid you'd uh wow hit the mic uh but when you'd uh hear a song you really liked all the hair right here would stand up you know i don't know if if you ever experienced that but like i'm a huge nine inch nails fan if you can't tell there's old trent sitting there but like i would listen to some noise he said something along the lines of there's something strangely musical about noise and then they played a song and i was like i think it was off the fragile album which is his a masterpiece in my opinion and i like i like what my whole mind was lost i was like trying to tell everybody about this thing like dude like and not everybody got it not everybody saw it not everybody felt it and that so like when you're talking about like being having this channel opened that you had boxed in mm-hmm. you know and now you're now you're able to uh get something from other things you maybe didn't get before or maybe you were getting all the time but you weren't allowing because you had put yourself in the box like i get i get that right now like i'm right here like there's things things are happening and it's fucking weird and there's no way to explain it to anybody uh or well that's not true i just i haven't i don't i haven't finished experiencing this thing yet so i have i have i yet see i'm see this is me like knowing brandon's watching this and trying to fucking say this shit right but like there's no right there's no wrong and it's an endless experience and it's an dude okay we're gonna talk forever if i don't stop um but like (laughs) um like oh there's no end like there's no end I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that's right. Me and Brandon were just having a conversation on the phone the other day and, and he was like, I'm pretty sure like when you die, like it's no longer and don't quote me on what Brandon said, but it was something along the lines of like, I think like you just kind of like wake up in another place and you're like, all right, cool. Now we're doing this, you know, like you do this thing now, like now it's like a, now it's a new thing. And I was like, maybe not necessarily heaven or whatever you've been, whoever's been taught. Um, it's just like a, it's an endless experience until you and maybe there's not an until you maybe it's just that's just how it is i don't know yeah it's an endless experience until dot 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 infinity until you get back to the source somehow you know and that was one of the things when i was a kid when i started i was you know like i said earlier in the episode i was grown up christian grown up christian old texas boy grown up christian and uh, i was like Okay, so what do you mean God was always there? My mom couldn't answer it. No one can answer that, right? Like that's that that's well, he's just always been there. Like that makes no fucking sense to me. <laughs> Still doesn't. Um, but that's when I think the philosoph philosoph philosophies, philosophizing, philosophizing. How would you even say that? You know what I'm getting at. I do. Um, that's when that started kicking into my brain. And then that's when I thought like. I don't think this, I don't think, I think this is just like a test or this is just a, maybe not, maybe it's not, don't even call it a test. This is just a one part of you being, this is where you are you. And then now we're going to be you, but we're going to be you over here. I don't, I don't know. And it sounds, 
I, it's super hard to explain and I'm awakening to something and I, I'm uh, having a hard time articulating it, <laughs> but it's no, yeah, cool. <laughs> you're doing great. It's like you're, you're water. So if say this is not water, but it looks kind of watery, but it's yeah. full of little turtles. Yeah. Like oh. if this was full of water, you pour it out over here and it exists as water there and it'll move as it feels it is able to move wherever the nooks and crannies are it'll go but then if you pour it somewhere else the nooks and crannies are going to be different right and i feel like that is kind of like how we are based on the situations that we're put in and mm, the situations inside of us that we are at any given moment so based on those factors our own water will move accordingly and it's a matter of like allowing the flow but also yeah intentionally choosing where we allow ourselves to be poured out onto I guess if that makes sense yeah. I feel like I just lost the train of thought but you know what no, I mean you're there no I love it I do oh, know what you mean dude weird. I love this conversation okay so we've been talking for a long time and I fucking love it and thank you so much for uh allowing me to be here and uh talk with you because this is fantastic and I hope you'll come back on again and yes I, thank and, you for and, having me man when we stop uh, recording, I, I, we'll talk a little bit more, but I want to get on one last thing. Um, there's actually mul multiple things here on the old uh, list, but uh, this is something you and I talked about the other day. You said you guys had written a song called Ghost and you thought I would be interested in it. And uh, I was like, let's let's talk about that a little bit. What's that all? About? Yeah. Yeah. Did you listen to it? I have, I don't know. Like I listened to the other stuff. I listened to so much shit the other day. I don't know. If I like I listened okay. to everything. I swear to God. So if you sent it to me, I probably did. But and I, did. I, yeah. I took no okay. notes because it was also like, I wake up at like 4am and go to work and live in this heat and then come home and I'm not really here. You know what I mean? Like That's it's hot. Absolutely like, fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, the song ghost. So my band started off with just me and one person, Marty. For three and a half years, we were a two-piece. We were like a twee pop kind of band. Okay. And, you know, looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, people came to our shows just to see the disaster that we were, probably. Uh, it was like watching a car crash. Oh, but I, like got, I, got, I got that stuff on VHS tape of my bands, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I under, So I understand yeah yeah you get it like it's all over youtube and um, we don't know who uploaded it so it's just there forever i'm like <laughs> oh dear god um but it's also a good reminder right of how far you've come um so after three Absolutely. and a half years then we got a keyboard player kathleen who we were friends with at the pizza shop so all three of us were working at the pizza shop oh, cool. and then after three and a half more years of being a three-piece i finally had had enough of being the drummer and the singer at the same time and i said look the band will be so much better if I don't have to drum because I was never a drummer. I just learned to drum for the band specifically. Sure. And I was like, if I can just sing up front and we get an actual drummer, like the doors will blow open and we can do so much more cool shit. And they were like, Oh, Hemin and Han, whatever that means. I don't even know where that comes from. Um, like, this is our thing that you're the drummer and the singer. And rah, rah. I don't give a fuck. Like I want to, I want to go up front. I want to be Renee Zellweger in Empire yeah. Records guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we got it. I'm drummer. totally watching that tonight now. Yeah, I, might I, I think we have to. <laughs> I think we have to. No choice. Um, and we got the drummer. And yada, yada, yada. A few years in, 
husband and I take a break. We've been we've been together for like eight years. We needed a break. We needed sure. to have a walkabout, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started dating the drummer, which everyone knows is a terrible idea. Like everybody, even people that are just born out of their mother's womb are like, bad idea to date the drummer. Right. But here we are. I did it. And it, you know, it was just a a dumpster fire of an experience. <laughs> um, and then we had to remove him from the band. And then I wrote this song, Ghost. And it's not like a mean song because I don't, as much as that experience was like traumatizing for me mm-hmm. um, and it's not my favorite, my favorite memories are not of this, but it did teach me a lot. And it also, I feel like one of the biggest lessons it taught me was no matter how much someone seeks to damage you or disrespects you or makes you feel like the worth you thought you had was invalid all along. Um, that wishing ill upon that person doesn't actually make things better. It actually makes things worse within you. So while all these other people around me that love me and have my back were like wishing the worst for this person, you know, like the absolute worst. I was like, I can't do that because that hurts me. And also like he has family and I don't wish sadness upon them, you know? Right. Um, but I was like, I need to get this out in some way that is not like violent or bitter or any kind of, you know, bad voodoo. Um, and so I sat down at band practice one day and the guitarist was just like kind of like doodling around playing a lick. And I was like, oh, and it just like poured onto the page. And I was like, ghost, because, you know, when you say goodbye to someone, whether or not you you love them at a time or, you know, it, it doesn't matter. They do, in a sense, become a ghost. However it is that the departure happens, they are a ghost. The memory is ghost-like. Right. Um, and I was like, I need to allow the ghost of him and the ghost of our relationship to still exist in a way and honor that it happened and not just like run away from it and pretend like, oh, that disaster wasn't a thing. And like, oh, my God, everything's fine. And I was like encapsulating it in a song, a song that feels empowering to me that I will love to sing. It makes me feel like I'm reclaiming the power that I felt he took away from me. Yeah. So that's how the song Ghost was born. And every time we we got to rock it at practice or at a show, I just felt super empowered. And like, what a great fucking song to come out of such a shit show. Yeah. And I was like, well, that something really good came out of that. Even if it's a song that you know, a few people here, even if it's 40 people and they're jamming on it in the audience, like totally worth it to me. So that's the story of ghost. Dude. I fucking love that so much. I love that story so much. I love the way you described it. Cause it, it uh, I'm a, a lyricist, I suppose myself. I, I, I'm not, I would not, if you want me as a backup singer, I'm your guy, but you don't want me as a lead singer. I was the lead singer in a lot of bands and I'm, I'm walking. I look back at it. I'm like, how, why, why, why did, why did anybody let me do this? But um, oh, I bet you're I, a lot better than you think. I, I wrote, I, I definitely love to write and I love to write music. And I think one of the things that I even got in trouble in high school for was writing lyrics that we're just trying to get something out. They're just, it had to, it had to get out. And then I crumpled them up, threw them in the trash can. Some teacher found them. Some teacher found them and was like, this dude is fucked up. I had to go yeah, to the principal. I was like, like, I threw him. I was like, and I, I remember going to the principal's office and I was like, my parents came and whatever. And I was like, 
I, I just wrote it out. I, it had to come out of me. I crumpled it up and threw it in the trash can because I was done with it. Like it, it, I did what needed to, I let this out and this, I felt, I always feel like there's something so fucking fantastic about being creative, letting words come out, letting words flow through you, letting, uh, if you can pick up a guitar or like play the drums or whatever, like letting this thing out, it's, it's cathartic. It's, it's something that is here for a reason. It's a tool to, to help you get through. Yeah. To heal. I love that. Thank you. Like it's to heal, to get this shit yeah. out and fucking move forward. And I just, I fucking love your story about the ghost. This is so much fun. I want to talk to you forever. And we don't, I will win. We could, <laughs> we could make this a four hour conversation, no. but we're not going. <laughs> I'll just have you back on and we'll, uh, we'll fucking keep chatting and having a great time. Uh, yeah. 10 years from now, we'll still be on this podcast and we'll finally get to Legos. We'll be like, okay. Dude, Legos. we'll finally get to Legos. Okay. Uh, did you, okay. No, we're going to finally get to, damn it, Ryan, you're going to keep this conversation going forever if you don't shut up. So we we're not going to talk Legos. about Legos. I really don't have anything to say about Legos. We're going to talk about Legos next time then. Um, so uh, at the end of the show, I always like to ask everybody Have you ever met Bigfoot? Have you seen an alien? Have you seen a ghost? Oh, I met Bigfoot in a dream. So okay. I don't know how we want to count that. I, I count it. Um, you count it. I, I'm yeah, still on the absolutely. fence. Um, I have fairly recently been having this weird experience on the dirt road that is like just behind our cabin mm -hmm. where basically no one ever goes off. Like it's us. And like a few times a year, there's some other people. Okay. Rarely. But these giant rocks that are I can barely move with my whole body and yes I'm tiny and I'm not like a weightlifter but they're really big and there's no reason for them to have been moved by another human going up the road whether they were walking or driving they were not in the way of a car and they're not in the way of the feet but I noticed that they were moved and I only noticed because the indentation where they had once been was yeah. so clear and deep and like it had been a long time in the spot and I noticed these and was just staring at them. What in the fuck is happening? Why have these been moved? It's the weirdest thing. This the wind couldn't do it. And the more I'm used over this, the more kind of like intrigued I got, obviously. Sure. Um, I'm sure you can like hear my voice right now. I'm like, Oh my God, the possibilities. And then one day, one in our driveway, had been moved in the same way and my husband didn't move it and no one else is here moving rocks as far as I know and I saw it out of the window and I was like oh my god another one has just been moved was it moved, just, was it moved like um like picked up and moved or was it moved like it slid no it was like picked up and moved oh, and it was wow. picked up and moved into the driveway not out of the driveway into the driveway holy cow Yeah. And I was like, what is going on? We need to have critter cams on these areas so we can see what's happening. But would the critter cams even catch it? I don't know. Oh, no. um, so that ghosts. Yes. Um, when I first married my husband, we didn't live together. We didn't even like date. We just got married. It's a whole story. Okay. Um, but I was at the house where he was living and I was in the bathroom and it was like a, you know, like a, 
dirty party house. It was just so disgusting, um, but a lovely house. And it, it was like, it belonged to the grandparents of his roommate, Chris. And I didn't know that his grandfather had passed away in the house. And I was coming out of the bathroom one day, right after we had gotten married. And I saw an elderly man in the hallway, much taller than me, yeah. wearing a plaid bathrobe. And I got like a full body and I ran into the room that was my husband's and he was like, you look like you just saw a ghost. And I was like, I think I did. (laughs) And, you know, at this point I hadn't embraced my medium, my mediumistic abilities. I was like, yes, psychic, yes, animals. Um, But like mediumship, that's not at all for me, like whatever. And so I was like having a moment. And then Chris who was, you know, the, the owner of the house, basically. Um, I told him about it and he was like, oh, that's my grandpa. He died in the hallway and he always had a plaid bathrobe. And I was Whoa. like, oh, I see. Okay. And that made me feel much better, you know? Sure. So I was like, oh, and he was like, oh, and he's really nice. It's like, okay, well, cool. But from that moment on, I always was like, do not show yourselves to me if I am not prepared if it's yeah. a situation where you would have been afraid in your human experiential life, keep that in mind. And like, don't scare the shit out of me. You know, right. um, there was another time I saw a ghost in my friend, Tony, girl, Tony's house. And it was early on in our friendship. I have a friend named Tony. Her. Do you? A girl, a girl, Tony? Uh, yeah. And where, what, what, uh, what uh, state was this in? I think in Oregon. Fuck. I think she lives in Oregon too. I wonder if oh, it's the same person. We're gonna have to fight to the death. She belongs to me. No, <laughs> well, we'll talk about this later and see if it's the same one. Okay. Um, so I'm in her house and it was maybe like I had been there six times or something. And every time I went to the bathroom upstairs, I just was real freaked out. Like I felt very uncomfortable and oh, bad news bears, man. And this one time I was looking in the mirror, like an oval, I think mirror, washing my hands after using the potty. And I saw a woman. It was like that moment in the movie where you see someone in the mirror and that yeah. music plays. And it's like, yeah. no, it was like that. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, and I felt like I was going to have a heart attack. And I went like power walking down the stairs out to the yard where we were hanging out. I think we might've been having like a little bonfire or something. And she was like, are you okay? You've seen a ghost. And I was like, and I told her and she was like oh my god yeah there's a we've been saying this for years there's a woman spirit that lives in this house and we can't decide if she's a protector or if she's pissed off that we're here and I was like oh my god like those are like my two scary ghost instances and all the other ones were were good or helpful um but those two like I still feel that immediate discomfort and like terror in my belly even just telling the stories because it was oh so gosh. shocking you know what i mean yeah i do um, I, aliens eh, i don't really have any good alien stories except for i speak to them through writing and through like meditation excursions we'll say absolutely but i don't have anything you know of the earth to share yet Fuck. now you've opened up another rabbit hole um so to end this and I, and we're going to pick back up on this before, uh, or I guess on the next one, but you, I like Brandon's had some people on the show that, that literally do the same thing. They talk to aliens, um, by 
astral projection or, or whatever. Um, yeah. when, when you're in that place, like I haven't done this, I've seen, I think I've seen some, some crazy stuff I've done. Astro, I did astral projection when I was younger, uh, and it was fucking weird. Like there's inorganic beings out there. There's some weird fucking, like, if you see light behind a poster, when you're like walking around outside your body, don't fucking go to the light. <laughs> like there's some fucking weird weirdness and we can get into this <laughs> another time because everybody has different experiences with it like i i have a buddy who told Definitely. me a story of, about astral projecting and he they both came out of their body and uh, this is similar to mine except i didn't have what happened to them happen to me and my buddy but like they came out of their body they walked into the hall they saw a light the one guy was it just extremely terrified and was like don't go don't go behind the poster or behind the door or whatever it was. Don't do that. Like, I don't think that's good. And he was like, dude, we got to see what this is. And he never came back. Like in his physical body, he was in a coma for like three months or something. And then was, he was gone. So whatever happened, wow. he left, he left, he was whatever happened. I, I don't know. And then uh, my friend who told me about the story uh, and I'm sure he's watching. Um, he was, he was terrified of it and never did it again. And so something yeah. similar happened to me. I would hear um, like this weird knocking in the other room. And it was like something was trying to tell you, come over here. It was always in threes. Yeah, sorry, that was four, but you know, you get it. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and I was like, nope, fuck that. And I ran back. And then my buddy didn't come back for a little bit. Anyway, it was weird. I was, I was really into, um, astral projection learning how to do that i was also into like the key of solomon um uh the black raven all the black magic stuff i was super really yeah. interested in this stuff and it takes you down some dark places and fuck even one time i walked into some lady's house and she was like okay so you're in a band with my son i was like yeah and he's awesome he's a great drummer and she was like okay well you keep bringing these same three demons in the house with you and i need that to stop and i was like what the fuck are you and i was 17 what? I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? She was like, would, would you allow me to pray over you or whatever? Like, okay. You know? And, and I did. And she was like, all right, cool. They're gone. And then we had a great conversation. She was super, super fantastic or whatever. Uh, she was a super nice person, but that stuff didn't, I didn't, I didn't think that was real, but then now later, 20 years, all, way more than 20 years on, I'm sitting there going, dude, you were playing with some fucking dark shit. Who knows? I mean, who knows? Just like, like, who the fuck knows? I yeah. I mean, like I always say, anything is possible if you can imagine it can be so, right? Yeah. So I feel like yeah. the more you, like I have a friend, I'm, I will not put a name to this because I'm not talking shit, but I have a friend who tends to fixate on the dark yep. uh, side of the, we'll say paranormal, sure. the supernatural. Sure. Yeah. And I'm like, well, the more you fixate on that, the more you will call that to you. The more you fixate on the lighter stuff, the more you will call that to you. Um, so it's really all, and obviously I didn't, as far as I know, I didn't call in those two spirits that I just told the stories about, but they did serve a purpose in teaching me something about protecting myself for the life I didn't know that I was going to have later, where I am now, where I'm a medium and I'm talking to spirits, you know, of people's loved ones to bring insights and closure and, um, answers to questions yeah. because if I hadn't had those experience, I, it's experiences, I feel like I would be thinking it was something other than it is. And now I understand that 
the connection with spirit is really in your mind's eye for the most part. And that is just as real as seeing it like in the fucking bathroom mirror where you're horrified. You're like that, that is not necessary you don't right. have to do that. Don't do right? that. I already so know you're here. It's just unnecessary. Um, but yeah, you know, the power of the power of thought, which I guess, you know, to wrap it up is mentioned in your, your little prose reading there that you can move mountains with just your thoughts. I'm pretty much uh, your new best friend. So just so you know, Ooh, I'll send you a, a necklace, a friendship necklace. Let's do it, dude. Oh, thank you. Uh, like, dude, I fucking knew it from the second we started talking uh, months ago and until today. And then now us having this conversation. And thank you for letting me go off the rails a whole bunch during this oh, conversation. Oh, likewise. Uh, like, I, I knew we would be able to uh, just to have a great conversation. And it would take up all the time that we took up like that. It was fantastic. I hope we can do this again. And, um, yeah like i'm learning i'm just learning so much and meeting so many nice people and so many awesome people like you i really appreciate you coming on the show and having a conversation with me today and you fucking rock and uh i'll see you on the next one yeah you rock too thank you for having me i had so much fun um i i look forward to the next one Fuck yeah. All right, everybody. This has been Vegas. the 13. I'm your host, Ryan 13. And I just kind of <laughs> almost swallowed some spit. That was weird. And uh, this is uh, Marisa. And I fucking love her. And I will talk to you all on the next one. Later. Later.